Hey, everybody out there. This is Old Buck Day. Back to see you again, or at least yeah. uh, listen with you again. This is Old Buck Dell. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the table. Welcome to the coffee table, bud. We have a, uh, we have a special episode today. Uh, normally, you know, we're a show about basically nothing. Just two guys talking about the things they talk about every week at the coffee shop. Sort of kind of a Seinfeld for geezers. You know, sometimes we're interesting or even educational. Sometimes we're boring. Sometimes we're funny. Sometimes pretty stupid. Uh, you know, we've stayed away from politics and religion and hot-button topics. Uh, there's plenty of cable channels, social media outlets out there. They're vying just to fire you up and, you know, stroke your ego, make you part of their cult. We just want you to exhale when you listen to the Bucks. Just relax. Several, several of you have told us that we even put you to sleep, and we'll take that as a compliment. But today there's a war in Europe. A KGB thug, a murderer, has invaded Ukraine with the intent of capturing the country and making it part of his kingdom, or at least installing a puppet regime there to do his bidding. Dell and I both felt the situation in Ukraine was something we needed to talk about. We're not going to regurgitate all the news you can hear everywhere else. But we will try to share our feelings, our stories, and the stories of others we know who have been affected by this tragedy. This is my story. First, a little personal history. Around 1900, my maternal grandparents emigrated from the part of the Ukraine that was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Family lore has it that my grandfather was a professor part of a well-to-do family in love with Catherine, a peasant girl from the next village. When they married, his family disowned him, and they came to America to start a new life together. I don't know if the whole story is true, but that's what I was told when, it was a, when I was a boy. It's a nice story. What is not so nice is that 40-some years later, after they left, another madman, Adolf Hitler, wiped out both their villages. My grandfather died before I was born, but I still have memories of Baba, <clears throat> digging potatoes in her garden with her, eating her parohis and other ethnic Ukrainian foods she taught my mother to make. I learned how to decorate pasanki, Easter eggs, but never learned the strange language she spoke to my mother and her siblings. Even so, I'm Ukrainian. My wife is also half Ukrainian. Her father was born in Kiev, and grew up mostly under the Soviet Union. He survived the Holodomor of 1932-1933, where Stalin sealed the borders, confiscated grain, and sent farmers and local leaders to Siberia or executed them. My wife's ancestors were among the executed. Between four and 10 million Ukrainian people starved to death at the hands of Stalin the madman who wanted to show the Ukrainian people who was boss. My father-in-law survived and was conscripted into the Soviet army in World War II. After the war, he found his way to a displaced persons camp in Belgium, where he met and married another DP, a Lithuanian girl who bore a daughter in the camp, my wife. My wife is Ukrainian. Ukraine is not an abs abstract concept to us. It was home. Today there's another Russian madman trying to snuff out Ukraine again. In the short term, he may succeed. He has far greater military force and deep pockets, but he will never 
crush the spirit and pride of the Ukrainian people. They will endure. Western countries and their leaders are speaking with one voice, condemning Putin's actions and doing what they can to support Ukraine. The notable exception was the former U.S. president who called Putin smart for moving in on Ukraine for $2 worth of sanctions. That egomaniac masqueraded as our leader for four painful years while he insulted our strongest allies and kissed up to Putin and other dictators. History will not treat him kindly. Take Ukraine's president, on the other hand. President Zelensky has risen to the occasion, showing the world how a true leader leads. This is a man who was an actor and a comedian a few years ago, who played a teacher who became president in a Ukrainian TV series. When offered safe passage out of the country, he said, the fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride. Regardless of how this ends, history will smile upon Vladimir Zelensky. Long live Zelensky. Long live Ukraine. All right, I'm going to stop at this point. I have some other things to say, but I thought, you might, Dale, you might want to jump in well, here. I'm, of course, I'm, I, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know all that, Dave. And, uh, but I'm, I'm definitely troubled by the, uh, by the circumstances there. Having spent some time in other parts of the world, the ripple effects of this thing is just, it's just going to be horrendous. And um, I, I just was worried that it might go nuclear and that would be the end of it. Yeah. So I don't have any, I don't have any solutions. I mean, I'm a, just a passenger in this boat way, way back in the back rowing like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's uh, a tough know, journey guy, right now. It's a tough journey we're on. It, it is. And a lot of us, most of us are in that situation. Anyhow, we're not near the top. We don't make the decision to go left or right or pull the trigger, but uh, whatever happens to the front of the boat, the rest of it goes with it. So anyhow, it's a troubling situation. And I, I appreciate your candor. You know, I guess the question on a lot of people's minds is, you know, what can I do? What can I do to make a difference? I'm just a person. I'm just over here, you know, an ocean away. Uh, well, there are some things that we can do. I'm going to put a list of organizations in the liner notes that are supportive of Ukraine and the Ukrainian people in one way or another. And you can take a look at these. And if you so desire, you can uh, hook up with them. You can donate to them, uh, whatever you feel is appropriate. So there, there are things we can do. Now, we, can, we can't change the course of world events, but we can certainly help the people. And let's not forget the Russian people either. They're the ones that are going to suffer as a result of the sanctions imposed on Putin. It's not Putin and his buddy oligarch uh, zillionaires. They're, they're going to be okay. But it's unfortunately, it's the Russian people who are, who are going to bear the burden of this. Yeah, ATMs that don't work and travel plans that uh, are going to run. And, you know, they, when you become a pariah around the world, someone's always always willing to take a shot at you, if you know what I mean. So they might never be comfortable. Uh, I was talking to other people expressing my opinion about their circumstances. And there's a man from Hungary that knows a lot about it. I talked to him about it. And uh, there's a, actually a German gentleman that I know we talked about it. And we're all concerned. But I said to him, I said, who doesn't know a Ukrainian? Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't, who doesn't know a, a Ukrainian? You just, you meet them everywhere there. You'll find a, a, you'll find a talented carpenter or you'll find a talented something. 
And he'll say, where are you from? He'll say, oh, Ukraine. Pokrensky. Yeah, you would think, you know, they're just a hardworking, noble people. So anyhow. Anyhow, you know we're troubled by it. The old bucks. Uh, maybe we're making a small difference. Who knows? We are maybe troubled. Some, some... Uh, yeah, we're, 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 I think we're heartened by the uh, the way the world has rallied around Ukraine here, and the uh, all the sanctions that the Western allies have have put in place. You know what else troubles me now that you've got me started? Is you look at the architecture and some of the classic architecture of the buildings. I mean, the man is willing to destroy all that. Just to turn it into rubble, it takes yeah. what 35, 40 years to even get it close to all that and just knock it into rubble. So what is he what is he conquering? You know what I mean? Trying to subdue those people with yeah. nothing to live on, yeah. you know, no infrastructure. He's not gonna rebuild that, it's just gonna become a wasteland. Why ah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. it's just crazy. It's just crazy. There's you know, it's war in Europe again. I didn't think we'd live to see that, did you? No, not in our lifetime. I thought we'd have learned our lesson in WW two. I thought that uh, no one would ever want to go that route again. But I mean, World War One started over an assassination <laughs> yeah. in, in Sarajevo. Yeah. So and anyhow, we lived to uh, live to see another one theoretically. So you said you had some other thoughts on that. Oh, I do so. have. Yeah. Well, we have some. Uh, we have some Ukrainian friends that live, uh, you know, a couple towns away here. They, they came to the U.S. in 2010. Uh, the parents brought a daughter and a grandson with them. They, they, there was another daughter, but could not leave the country because, uh, couldn't leave Ukraine because her husband had a medical issue. They went back to the Ukraine a couple of weeks ago, actually, because the daughter uh, who, had, who was in Ukraine had, was in the hospital, was sick, and uh, wanted to help care for her, uh, nurse her back to health, and take care of the, take care of the children. You know, they said they had to keep their winter coats on the whole time they were there. There was no heat. They said you had to, you had to, you had to decide what you wanted. There was uh, there was no heat, little food, uh, medical care. What, what do you want? What do you want to give up? Uh, they actually got back. Fortunately, they got back to the U.S. before the uh, fighting started. But you know, as far as they were concerned, the fighting's been going on since 2014. Their daughter in the U.S. just this week then flew to Poland to, to look for her sister and two nieces and wasn't sure whether, whether, if, when they'd be able to get out of Ukraine. Last night we got a call saying they had crossed into Poland and a reunion in Warsaw is planned for today. Wow. Well, I can tell you, it's, it, it, a man can't even fathom the angst and, and, that, uh, and the troubles and borders and, and crowds and yeah, all that you can't even imagine that unless you've been in it. Yeah, a friend of mine had a a, a similar story. He uh, he says a friend of his, a friend's cousin, uh, had his uh, took his wife and four young children to the border in Poland. They were of course Ukrainians. They waited uh, twenty seven hours to get through. And it was the day that the Ukrainian government uh, told males from eighteen to sixty mm. that, that they had to stay and fight. So he he could not go with them, but he did get his family into Poland, and he's 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 in Ukraine, uh, ready to fight along with his uh, three brothers and seven cousins. Uh, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. So there are, are it brings you know, tears to my eyes. I'm telling you, just thinking about that, because yeah. those aren't these aren't uh, uh, professional soldiers, you know, geared up. These are just 
men defending their what little they have. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Yeah, mil militarily, the odds are <laughs> stacked yeah. way against Ukraine here. Yeah. As I said, uh, in the short term, Putin may win. In the long term, uh, he's not going to win. I assume there'd be a, a major guerrilla war going on forever over there. There'd be well, people fun, funneling in any way they could yeah. and just yeah. constantly yeah. harassing the, yeah. plus all the sanctions and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just going to be an upside yeah. down world. Well, yeah, as we said, we, we're not going to, we're not going to solve anything. I will put some uh, names of organizations in the liner notes, but let me, uh, let me close off this discussion with uh, a friend sent me this line from the Princess Bride. It will work out in the end. And if it isn't working out, then it isn't the end. <laughs> How true. There you go. How true. All right. Well, we, we've, uh, we've, uh, we've staked our position. I think uh, yep. our few listeners know where we are with that. They can chime in. They know how to get in touch with us, right? Box Box too too old old at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, any thoughts? Open anybody's thoughts, that. comments, discussion, yeah. as always. Hey, uh, on other topics, uh, I just finished, I actually finished that book, Transatlantic, by Colin McCann, that we talked about last episode. One we're going to, you're going to, one gonna I'm going to give to you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, you see, I'm still holding mine in my hand because we have to count to three when it's changed, and, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. My, 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 it's in my wife's purse right now. I said, no, 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 I promised that to Dale. <laughs> so, so. It's it's on the way, and yeah, we'll do our swap. I, hey, I just started reading uh, another book we talked about in the past, Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls. I finally uh -huh. got that out of the library, and I, I just started it uh, yesterday or the day before, yeah. I have good news of that, too. Uh, a neighbor is talking about that, and uh, uh, about the author, uh, and uh, he says, oh, I'm reading this book, and she said, I'm almost halfway through. And of course, uh -huh. my ears perked up, and I said, "I'll take that when you're done." Thank I'll you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I think said, I give think, me another week, and she said, "You can have it." And I said, "All right." So I'll be reading that with you. I, I think you're going to enjoy Transatlantic. It's a. I just didn't want it to end. It was so good. Well, so um, good. I, like I said, you've been very spot on on a lot of stuff well, in the likewise, past. You said, "Try likewise. this," and yeah. I said, "Hey, geez, thanks. I never would have thought about yeah. that." So, I right, said, so "We'll make that exchange." Hey, I had something else I wanted to tell you. Do you, Talk to me. do you subscribe to the New Yorker? I have off and on. I do not at the present, actually. Well, I don't subscribe to the New Yorker, but I, I pick up any old issue uh, that I can find. Anytime I see one in the library. Ah, uh, you're a, a forager subscriber. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, the price is eight ninety nine now for <laughs> retail. Yeah. So, yeah. so fortunately for me, there's a lady in my communal library that gets these. Uh-huh. And every time she puts them in there, I always pick them up. I'm always fascinated by the cartoons, obviously. Yeah, they're... Obviously, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes I have to <laughs> I'm with you, the... I'm with you. I'm yeah, I mean, I got to look at them for a while card. before I get it. And I know, you send I don't, them to never me every once in a while. Oh, here comes another <laughs> New Yorker cartoon. Yeah, so, yeah. in fact, I showed one to my wife. And uh, I said, do you, do you get that? I've studied this for a long time. Do you, can you see it? She looked at it, looked, she says, no, I, I don't see anything funny. And I don't even get it. <laughs> so I tried to explain uh, it. But they also, I mean, I don't read everything in them, uh, but they have some fantastic writing. Obviously, it's the creme de la creme with the, of writers. Yeah. These people are brilliant. Yeah. And I came across a story in the 
January 24th, 2022, New Yorker. And the title of the story is called Flying Aces. And this is by Sue Halpern, H-A-L-P-Halpern, I think, H-A-L-P-E-R-N. All right, well, what flying aces, that's, I like flying, so that caught my eye. And then I saw a picture of an airplane and that caught my eye. And underneath this picture is a picture of a, of a hand, like guiding it. So I said, I've got to read this. So here's, uh, this is a story about planes that fly entirely by computer. The, the aller, aller rhythms. The drones you're talking about? No, they're not drones. They're like a fighter plane that has oh, a thinking. Oh, okay, okay. It's got cameras in it and sensors and everything, and it flies just like it was a pilot. Yeah. And the testing that they were doing was, well, if a computer will do all this stuff and we have a pilot in there, how much better would it be? You see the scenario there. Right. Okay, so... If a, if a man can make a reaction in a few seconds, uh, he says something, maybe the computer can do it in a, in a millisecond. Mm -hmm. You can turn the plane, go faster. Yep. And the computer basically has no regard for loss of life. So theoretically, it could be much more aggressive. Okay. So they, they started to test this. There was actually some testing going on. And the story goes on to talk about uh, pilots being reluctant to trust the computer and they do it with video games and it goes, it's just a fascinating, uh, fascinating story about how they're uh, able to add a computer to a, a plane with a pilot or theoretically fly without a pilot and what it's possibility of. Okay, so I'm reading, reading, reading. And then I come to page 22 and it says uh, in 2017, the Future of Life Institute an advocacy group focused on keeping artificial intelligence beneficial. And guess who belongs to that? Our uh, buddy. Elon. Buddy. Elon. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Keeping artificial intelligence beneficial. And then this is the, this was the scary part. Uh, and I actually looked this up. Uh, okay. I, okay. It's, it's coming back to me. Go ahead. Yeah. There was a short film. In fact, I Googled it uh, not long ago and looked, I didn't look at the whole film, but I saw it. It is a actual website called Slaughterbots. And okay. it, it, it went into some hypothetical situations where what artificial intelligence used maliciously was capable of. And I, right. I was about ready to dial you up on the phone right then and there to tell you. So... Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. going to go into it any further, but it is it was really, really scary of what potential that stuff was. Yeah, I do know that uh, and we may have talked about this on, on the podcast or maybe we just talked about it at the coffee shop. About, I know he's one of the people who has expressed a concern that, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, if, if it's not managed the right way, can be very detrimental to the human race. Uh, so I, uh, so I'm, I'm all, I'm all with Elon on that. I mean, he's, he's a pretty smart guy. He's, he's an idiot in some ways, but uh, I'm with him on that one. So well, the the premise was they showed how the uh, how the computer was really quite uh, good at you know uh, dogfights and other you know uh -huh. okay um, yeah. 
what weapon weapon kind of uh, activities or and then when they get when they get to this they elaborated on some of the stuff was already capable of and it said if they decide that they was going to pursue this and more earnestly i suppose this could get out of hand in fact one of the quotes there it's uh, it says nuclear is obsolete uh, during this uh, little video it says take your, take out this scared me take out your entire enemy virtually risk free <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, geez, yeah meaning you, cyber you, warfare yeah you can leave the buildings and everything else and just uh, yeah. this craft told you so if anybody's listening and they have a copy of that uh, that issue of new yorker who can pick it up in the library a very very interesting story all right i'll i will uh, try to put uh, Put a link to that in the liner notes i think i think you have to have a subscription actually to read it online though i, I think maybe, they, maybe they'll let you read one or two articles i'm not well, sure well the, the slaughterbot movie that little video uh, which i'm quoting you from here uh, i guess it does a demonstration of these things you know what i mean how they can okay yeah, yeah. so you could actually see that if you want it's been viewed by a lot of people already but and then of course then the war breaks out and all this other stuff goes on i think oh geez yeah. And that, you know, this added to my angst <laughs> yeah. or my malaise or whatever it is. I was kind of really down about all this. I mean, I really, yeah. I didn't have a good friend like you to uh, sound out all these uh, thoughts. I'd probably uh, find it to be a heavy burden. Yeah. Likewise, man. Likewise. Uh, well, listen, you think we're, uh, you think we're there today? Um, At that point? <laughs> probably are. Probably, probably are. Maybe we was, I was going to say, we, uh, there's a heavy thing. We don't necessarily talk anymore about these things. I think uh, we've said enough. We should just uh, either refresh the coffee and go home or just go home. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Dave? Say goodbye. Yeah, I think it's time to say goodbye. Okay. So take care. See you next time. Long live Ukraine. Yeah. The same with old Buckdale. Long live Ukraine. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>